0: إذاعة البيان تقدم لكم هذا البرنامج سائلين الله عز وجل أن ينفعنا به
1: بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أيها الإخوة المستمعون نتكلم اليوم إن شاء الله عن موضوع مهم في حيات العبد المسلم أولا اعلاموا أن من محاسن هذه الشريعة أنها شرعت لأهلها ما ينفعهم في الدنيا والآخرة ما ينفعهم في الدنيا والآخرة بيّنت هذه الشريعة سبل النجاة للعبد بيّنت له طرق الخير بيّنت له كيف يزيد العبد المسلم من حسناته حتى بعد مماته حتى بعد مماته من الأمور التي تنفع العبد المسلم بعد موته هي الوصية يعني هناك من الناس من من يموت ونحن نعلم أنه بالموت تطوى صحيفة العبد لكن هناك فئات من الخلق حتى بعد موتهم يبقون يتلقون حسنات لا يعلم بها إلا الله سبحانه وتعالى وهذا مصداقا لقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا مات العبد انقطع عمله إلا من ثلاث من صدقة جارية أو ولد صالح يدعو له أو علم نافع كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كم يفرح العبد كم يفرح العبد وكم يستبشر وكم يتمنى هذا اذا اذا علم انه بعد موته تبقى صحيفة حسناته مفتوحه وانه يزاد له في حسناته بعد موته فمن الامور المهمه والتي والتي تعين على ذلك هي الوصيه الوصيه وقد حد الشرع على الوصيه يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى كتب عليكم اذا حضر احدكم الموت ان ترك ان ترك خيرا الوصيه للوالدين والاقربين بالمعروف حقا على المتقين كتب عليكم اذا حضر احدكم الموت ان ترك خيرا وقال العلماء هنا ان ترك خيرا اي ان ترك مالا ان ترك مالا إن ترك خيراً الوصية للوالدين والأقربين بالمعروف حقاً على المتقين. إذن لا شك يعني أن الوصية مشروع ومندوبة وهذا ما أجمع عليه علماء هذه الأمة وسنتكلم إن شاء الله في هذه الحلقة عن بعض أحكام الوصية. ونتكلم عن فوائدها وعن بعض أحكامها إن شاء الله سبحانه وتعالى O
2: oh, praise due to Allah may Allah send his peace and blessings upon his final prophet Muhammad الله <coughs>
1: uh,
2: Dear listeners السلام وبركاته wa wa uh, Of the blessings of the sharia of the law that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us is that it has guided us to all that which is beneficial in this life and the hereafter. It has showed us all the ways that we will live a good and happy life in this life and also achieve success in the hereafter. Uh, Of the beauty of the Sharia is that it had made clear to us the ways of good in this life and even after our deaths. There is a concept in Islam called Al-Wasiyah, which is the bequest. And that is that a person even after he passes away and his record of deeds will be folded there is still avenues for him to still benefit and receive good rewards of the basis of this is the hadith of the Prophet that when a person dies uh, his actions are cut off except from three and that is knowledge that a person benefits from or a righteous child that prays for him or a charity that uh, continues after his death and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Qur'an in Surah Al-Baqarah verse 180 which means uh, it has been prescribed for you when death approaches any of you, and if he leaves behind wealth, that he make a bequest to his parents and next of kin according to reasonable matters. According to reasonable manner, manners. This is a duty upon the pious. So the um, the wasi or the bequest is something that a person can dedicate of wealth that will incur for him uh, rewards even after
1: he passes away. سنذكر لكم مثالا على امتثال السلف رضوان الله عليهم لهذا الأمر أخرج الإمام البخاري ومسلم عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما حق مرء مسلم له شيء يوصي فيه يبيت ليلتين إلا ووصيته مكتوبة عنده قال ابن عمر رضي الله عنه ما مرت علي ليلة منذ سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ذلك إلا وعندي وصيتي يعني أنظر إلى هذا الامتثال من هذا الصحابي الجليل أولا أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يحض على الوصية ويأمر إلى المبادرة إلى الوصية ما حق امرئ مسلم له شيء يوصي فيه يبيت ليلتين إلا ووصيته مكتوبة عنده فابن عمر رضي الله عنه لما سمع ذلك من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما ترك الوصية ما ما ترك ليلة تمر عليه إلا ووصيته مكتوبة عنده إذن هذا يعني عمل السلف رضوان الله عليهم إن شاء الله سنذكر سنذكر أن الوصية أيها الأخوة ليست أحياناً فقط تكون بالمال هناك وصايا أخرى أيضاً بحاجة إلى أن يوصي بها العبد المسلم ومن أعظم ما يوصى به من أعظم ما يوصى به عبادة الله توحيد الله سبحانه وتعالى يعني نحن نقرأ في سورة البقرة ما قصه الله علينا من قصة يعقوب أم كنتم شهداء إذ حضر يعقوب الموت إذ قال لبنيه ما تعبدون من بعد قالوا نعبد إلهك وإله آبائك إبراهيم وإسماعيل وإسحاق إلها واحدا ونحن له مسلم فيعقوب عليه الصلاة والسلام عند عندما حضرتُه الوفاه أو صبنيه أو صبنيه بأن يخلص في عبادة الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يخلص العبادة للرب سبحانه وتعالى أيضا نوح عليه الصلاة والسلام لما حضرته الوفاه أو باني قال إني أمرك باثنتين وأنهاك عن انظر يعني قال له إني أمرك بثنتين وأنهاك عن اثنتين بماذا يعني أوصى؟ قال أمرك بلا إله إلا الله أمرك بلا إله إلا الله فإن السماوات السبع والأراضيين السبع لو كنا في كفاء ولا إله إلا الله في كفاء لرجحت بهن لا إله إلا الله ولو كانت السماوات السبع والأراضيين السبع حلقة مبهما لقسمتهن لا إله إلا الله فأوصاه بالتوحيد فاوصاه بالتوحيد وقال واوصيك بسبحان الله والحمد لله فانها صلاه كل شيء وبها يرزق كل شيء وانهاك عن أش عن الكبري عن الشرك وعن الكبري اذا اوصاه بهذه الاربع كلمات وكم نحن بحاجة في هذا الزمن الذي كثرت فيه الفتن واقبل واقبل الناس فيه على دنياهم وتركوا امور اخرتهم كم بحاجه العبد المسلم الى ان يوصي بنيه عند موته ان يهتم بامر دينهم ان يحافظ على التمسك بهذا الدين هذا من اعظم ما يوصى به لعل هذه الوصيه خصوصا عند الموت تقع تقع في قلب الولد أو في قلب البنت يكون لها موقعا عظيما إذا رأوا أباهم أو رأوا, أو رأوا أمهم تبين لهم أهمية هذا الأمر فهذه التقع منهم موقعا عظيما فهذا من أعظم ما يوصى به عند الموت خصوصا إذا كما قلنا إذا يعني شعر الأب أو الأم شعروا أن أولادهم uh, فيو... أن ي... أن we have some examples of the salaf of the pious
2: predecessors how they would uh, their understanding or their practice of al-wasiya the bequest it's narrated from imam al-bukhari muslim on the authority of ibn umar anhu that the Prophet ﷺ, he said, it is the right of every Muslim, or the responsibility of every Muslim, that has something to bequest, should not leave for more than two nights, except that that bequest is written with him. So from the day that Ibn Umar ﷺ heard that command from the Prophet ﷺ, he sleeps with his will, or his... his, his um. His document that has the bequest, it is, he sleeps with it under his pillow. And so from this hadith we derive that it is a command from the Prophet wasallam that a person writes uh, a will that he bequests if he wishes to bequest anything. Um, and also uh, we see the eagerness of Ibn Umar to, uh to, to implement that from the Prophet wasallam. Now, when we're speaking about uh, when we're speaking about bequesting, generally, uh, you know, the first thing that comes to our mind is bequesting some amount of wealth, but it is not only wealth. It is important as well to bequest uh, um, advice to those that we leave behind, and the most important advice that we can leave behind is the advice of Islam that we leave for our children. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions this about the prophets that when the prophet Ya'qub alayhi salam before he passed away as he was on his deathbed his sons were around him Allah ta'ala says which means or were you witness when, the, when death approached Ya'qub Jacob when he said to his sons what will you worship after me? They said, we shall worship your Lord and the Lord of your fathers, Ibrahim, Ismail, and Ishaq, one God, and to him we submit in Islam. So, the importance of parents giving that advice and making sure that their parents, they follow Islam, is also narrated that Nuh, alayhi salam, when he was on his deathbed, he advised his he brought his children and he advised them he said I command you with two things and I forbid you from two things he said I command you with la ilaha illallah he said if the seven heavens and the seven earths was on one side of the scale and la ilaha illallah was on one side of the scale la ilaha illallah would outweigh the uh, would outweigh the seven heavens and the seven earths And he said, I command you to say subhanallah and alhamdulillah. Because these words are the prayers of all things. And by these words are all things given provision. And I forbid you from two things. I forbid you from shirk, from associating partners with Allah in worship. And I forbid you from arrogance. And so we can see that this was the way Of our Prophet and the prophets before him to give advice uh, uh, to the children about following Islam correctly and this should be done especially if a person fears that his children will not do the right thing or that they will um, you know be tempted by the desires of this world to give them advice of the religion and giving advice to the children especially uh, the bequest and a final farewell advice, especially before death, or something that's written in the will, has a very strong and profound impact on the children. That they will take and cherish that advice because that shows what is really important to the parent, and you know that that, that feeling to fulfill the desire of the uh, or the wishes of their parents. Um,
1: من الحكم التي ذكرها بعض أهل للوصيه أنها ان الموصي يبرئ ذمته بهذه الوصيه نحن نعلم أنه ان الناس اعتادوا مثلا انه اذا مات ميت شقوا الثياب ويعني ضربوا الصدور وضربوا الخدود إذا كان الميت يعيش في مجتمع مثل هذه مثل ه- هذا المجتمع تكثر فيه هذه الأمور، فيستحب له أن يوصي أهله أن, أن لا يفعل هذه الأمور عند موته حتى يبرئ أزمه حتى يبرئ أزمه يعني إذا كنت تعلم يا عبد الله أن من خلال التجربة أنه ربما رأيت أنه إذا مات <تصفيق> لكم ميت يصرخ عليه ويتفوه بكلام ليس لائق وتشق الثياب فأوصي أوصي عند الموت أني أنا أبرأ من هذه الأعمال وأوصي أهلي بأن لا يفعلوا هذه الأمور كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ليس منا من شق الجيوب وضرب الخدود ودعا بدعوة الجاهليه لأن ذكر العلماء أن الميت يعذب ببكاء أهله عليه وهذا حديث صحيح عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الميت لا يعذب ببكاء أهله عليه فقال بعض العلم إذا يعني بعض الناس ربما يوصي ربما يوصي بهذه الأمور أو يعلم أن هذه الأمور ستكون عند موته ولا ينهى عنها لكن إذا نهى عنها إن, أوصى في وصي إن جعل في وصيته أني أنهى عن هذه الامور فقد برا ذمته هذه من من الحكم في الوصيه فاذا فعلت ذلك ابرات ذمتك يا عبد الله ولا يلحقك لوم ولا يعني تعذب ببكاء اهلك علي ان حصل وخالف الوصيه فانتبه الى هذا ان الميت لا يعذب ببكاء اهل عليه هذا إذا أوصى بهذه الأمور أو علم أنها ستكون ولم ينهى عنها أما إذا أوصى أنه لا يرضاها وأنه ينهى عنها وأنه بريء منها فهنا لا يلام على ذلك أيضا يا عباد الله من الحكم أيضا إبراء زمة الميت من الديون يعني ونحن ربما أشرنا إلى هذا لما تكلمنا عن الميراث أنه ربما يكون على المي الديون ولا يعلم ديون غير موثقة ربما لا يعلمها أحد من الناس لا يعلمها إلا هو صاحب الدين فنقول أن هنا يوصي وسنتكلم عن هذا إن شاء الله أن بعض الأحيان تكون الوصية واجبة في مثل هذه الأمور فإذا من الحكمة أن تبرئ ذمتك وأن توصي يا أهلك بسداد هذه الدنيا التي عليك إبراء لذمتك إبراء لذمتك وحتى أيضا قالوا من الحكم أنه ربما يترك الرجل أولادا صغارا أولادا صغارا فكان السلف يوصون أن يتولى أمرهم رجلا من الصالحين يقول أنه يتولى أمر أولادي يتولى أمره ثروتهم أمرا أموالهم فلان وي ويزكي ويذكره باسمه من يعني حفاظا على تركته حفاظا على أولاده من بعد موته ما أجمل أن يوصل الإنسان أن يتولى أمر ذريته أمر رعيته إن كانوا صغارا من بعده رجلا صالحا رجلا صالحا يحافظ على أموالهم يحافظ على دينهم يربيهم وينشئهم فهذه من الأمور التي كان السلف رضوان الله عليهم يحرصون عليها عند موتهم uh, from the wisdoms uh, from the wisdoms of
2: uh, of the bequest is that the one who is making the bequest frees uh, his responsibility frees his responsibility and frees himself from blame Uh, because especially if a person's living in a community or a society or the 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 situation of his family and his relatives he knows that for example uh, when uh, if he was to die then people would do um, evil things or forbidden things like if if he was to die he feels or he knows that people would uh start um wailing over him, tearing their clothes, slapping their cheeks, uh saying words of you know, detesting Allah's uh will and the fate that Allah has written for for them then uh part of the wisdom is for a person to write that in his will that he should stop and and he does not allow and he would not be pleased with people to do that. Because there are some people that uh, actually uh, know that this is going to happen and they don't try to stop it during their life or even they don't advise and write it as a bequest. Or uh, as the Prophet ﷺ, it's narrated, an authentic narration, that verily the dead person is punished by the crying of his family over him. And the scholars, they said about this hadith, that it is referring to someone who encourages his family to cry over him because there are some people that actually encourage uh, others to wail over them after their death so that people who hear the wailing of their family will think this person's was much loved and this person is very honorable so it's a way of showing off even after they die subhanallah or that he knows that this is going to happen and he doesn't forbid it He knows it's going to happen that his family or the people around him that they will do this and he doesn't try to stop it and so if the people know that uh that the that wailing and excessive crying is actually going to be a cause of harm and punishment for their deceased they would desist from doing that so so it, it frees a person from responsibility and from blame if a person advises and bequests people not to do that also um, of the things that uh, the um, the wasi or the bequest does is that a person records any debts so if he's borrowed any money or he has some payments that are outstanding he writes them so that if he was to pass away that his family would know this and they would fulfill his debts because sometimes a person can take out a loan and borrow some money from someone secretly without anyone knowing you know uh, for different reasons uh, maybe he would be ashamed or uh, for for letting anyone know that he's borrowed money so that people don't know he's maybe under financial hardship and so on and so forth uh, so he should write it in his will so that his family know uh, after he after he has died so that they would be able to fulfill and pay back his debts also if a person has young children some may write in their will that i would like this certain person a righteous person or a righteous family to take care of my children after i pass away so that to make sure that they are raised in a righteous upbringing or for example i want this particular person's a righteous person to distribute uh, or to take care of the my assets so to take care of my children from the assets that i leave behind so to, as a way of protection and making sure that uh his wealth is not wasted and that uh his his children are raised in the in the best possible way we have a question uh, that is uh, actually quite a serious question that uh, there are many muslims that would like to you know uh, uh, thinking always thinking about their death and worried about what's going to happen after they die and how their um their wealth is going to distribu- be distributed now of course um, as Muslims um, everyone uh, every Muslim would like to uh, do things the right way according to his religion and his faith but at the same time we live especially when we're living in Australia there is the reality of the law of the land that you know that overrides us
0: Sheikh we have a question uh, over the phone let's see Assalamualaikum
2: Alaikum salam, wa rahmatullah. Um, I'd like to know. Uh, there was a friend of mine. Basically, when his father passed away, his mum passed away a lot earlier. Uh, basically,
1: they had a loan taken out from a bank, and that person's wife had actually taken out twenty thousand behind the husband's back also. But the kids knew about it, but the father never knew about it. And basically, when it
2: came time to splitting the will up. Uh, they deducted that from her portion. Was there anything wrong done on their behalf? That's all I'd like to know. About that. Uh, the, the question's a little bit... Um, so, so the father passed away? Yes. And the mother passed away a no, while before that? The passed away, but he had, uh, got married to a second wife. Uh-huh. He, okay, now I understand. because This second wife pulled out 20000 on top of the money that they originally pulled out. Oh, okay. But without the father's knowledge. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, but her, the kids... Of that father knew about it they were a little older and the, the, fa- that, the father knew about it no not the father his kids knew his about it. kids knew about it okay and when basically when the father passed away um and it came time to the, split of the will, yeah. they deducted it from her portion was there any re- anything wrong done on their behalf okay and will be held accountable for it it's a really good question and we'll put it forward to the sheikh now uh the question is <laughs> وتزوج بمرأة زوجته توفت قبله وكان متزوج لمرأة ثانية والمرأة الثانية سحبت من من البنك وراء ظهره عشرين ألف من البنك بدون علم الزوج عندما توفى الزوج الأبناء قبل أن يقسموا التركة نقصوا عشرين ألف من, من, من نصيبها من التركة لأنها هي سحبت عشرين ألف من البنك. يعني غرمتهم عشرين غرمت يعني مال المتوفي بدون علمه ولكن كان بعلم الابناء يعني هل فعلهم هذا في حياته هي اخذت نعم
1: ولكن بدون علمه نعم إذا, يعني اذا اخذت المراه يعني من مال زوجها بدون علمه واذا كان هو يعطيها كامل حقوقها كامل حقوقه لو كان هذا الزوج مقصر, مقصر في حقها يحق لها أن تأخذ يعني قدر كفايتها يعني كما لما جاءت هند عند إلى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقالت إن إن أبا سفيان رجل شحيح ولا يعطيني من النفقه ما يكفيني وولدي بالمعروف قال خذي ما يكفيكي وولدك بالمعروف لكن في حال إذا كان الزوج ينفق على زوجته ويعطيها كامل حقوقها فما أخذت بعد ذلك فهو ليس من حقها فهو ليس من حقها وحتى تبرئ ذمتها يعني عليها أن ترجع هذه الأموال إلى الزوج إلى الزوج وإذا توفي الزوج ترجع تضع هذا المال إذا أرادت أن تبرئ ذمتها تضع هذا المال ترجعه إلى ثم يتأخذ ما تستحق من هذه no. so the answer is that um,
2: it depends if uh, when when uh, the the wife took the money out if uh, she was taking it out because of need. So if the husband was providing everything that the wife needed then she has no right to take the money without his knowledge. But if she was not uh, being given her needs, then she is allowed to take money from her husband without his knowledge in accordance with what she needs. As in the case of Hind, the wife of uh, Abu Sufyan, uh, she came to complain to the Prophet Sallallahu and she said, Abu Sufyan is a very stingy man. He doesn't give what is sufficient for me and my child. Am I allowed to take money from him without his knowledge? The Prophet Sallallahu he said, take what is sufficient for you and for your child with reason within reason so if a woman takes what is within reason from her husband if her husband is falling short uh, of his responsibilities then there's no blame on her okay but if her husband's providing her everything and then she's just taking extra money then that she has no right to do that so if the husband passes away she should pay back what she has taken and then that is included in the in in the wealth of the of the of the man, and then it is distributed, and she takes her portion. Yeah. We've received an online question, but I think we'll leave it because it's not directly related to um, bequest. We'll continue with our question that we had previously. That uh, a sister actually, uh, it's more of a comment and and, and then than really a question. It's about to do when you know there are many Muslims that want to do the right thing by, by their religion, but at the same time there is the law of the land that. Um, that overrides a lot of what we do uh, and of course Muslims are restricted by the law of the land there's no two law systems in Australia there's only the, the law system that, that all people have to abide by but at the same time um, Muslims uh, would like to do would like to live their lives according to their Islamic beliefs and faith and people are free to do that they can inherit, they can uh, write a will to whoever they want you know, there are a lot of people who don't want to leave anything for their children and they'd rather give it to, to the RSPCA than the they give it to the cats and dogs rather than to their, to their children, you know. So people are free in Australia to do whatever they want, including Muslims. Muslims are free to inherit their wealth as they see fit. And if that is uh, taken by inspiration from Islam, then so be it. But the issue is, how do we practically do that so that it is legally binding? Now, there are some situations where some people have, you know, said, okay, in my will, i just write, I want my will uh, distributed according to Islamic law. Now, that's fair enough, but legally, if that is contested in court, then it may not be able to stand. And there have been examples of that where the judge has actually ruled against that will And saying that, well, in Australia we don't recognize Islamic law, so therefore they threw out that will and they inherited uh, the wealth according to Australian law.
0: So what should be done, Sheikh Jalal?
2: Well, I I would say that a person should see a a, a lawyer, consult with a lawyer to write a will that that will reflect their wishes. Because at the end of the day, a person is free, has ownership of their money, and they're free to um, 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 inherit their money as they see fit. And so, um, so a person should see a lawyer to see how to arrange that that would f- uh, f- uh, fit their fit their needs. Now,
0: if if uh, the will uh, is written according to Islamic law uh, in detail, not generally saying, "I want my." Yeah. Uh, will according to Islamic law, yeah. uh, will they be binding?
2: Generally, I'd say yes. I can't give uh, um, legal advice, but generally I'd say yes. Uh, maybe, inshallah, uh, we, will, um, we would invite a, a Muslim lawyer and an expert in the field in the future, inshallah, to give us some more insight. But generally, if a person, um, from, according to my knowledge, that if a person uh, does uh, stipulate a certain thing, then that would be honoured. Is that what okay. we should be
0: doing, Sheikh Khalid? Is that what we should be doing, writing our will in detail? That uh, if I die, my wife gets, my kids get?
1: I um one of them was showing me on the quality of the to um ab فكانوا يكتبون اذا انا مت وتركت ابا و وزوجة واولادا فللام السدس وللابي السدس ولزوجتي الثمن وللاولاد يخ... كذا يعني ايات ايات الميراث كلها تقريبا فيعطي هو عده احتمالات وام واذا مت يعني وتركت فقط امنا وتركت زوجة او احتمال اخر اذا انا مت يعني وتركت اما يعني فقط واولادا فيكتب هذه الاحتمالات بحيث تغطي يعني في الغالب معظم ما يتوقع ان يكون عند موته معقد و... شوي معقد ليست شوي. معقده هي عند المحامين يعني يرتبونها ترتيب يعني يتلائم كما قلت مع القوانين هنا م. أظن لا بد أن تكون يعني عن طريق محامي وأن تكون موثقة وكذا حتى يعمل بها في المحاكم
2: م. So the sheikh is saying that um he had consulted a lawyer and based on what that lawyer said to him again this is not legal advice because it's illegal to give legal advice if you're not a lawyer so this is uh, you know based on the conversation the sheikh had with a lawyer and each person should consult their own legal expert but he said that uh you know uh, uh, that when writing a will a person should write all the possible scenarios that could happen when he when he dies so a person writes you know if i die and my mother and father are alive and i'm married then uh, and i have children then my mother receives this and the father receives this and the wife receives this and the children receive this and if i pass away and and i only have a living mother uh and and a wife and children so all the possible scenarios have to be actually outlined and specified um in in, in the world all the possible scenarios where that the majority most probable scenarios at the time of his death so it's a little and it has to be written in a specific way and specific wording for it to be uh, effective and legally binding so it's a little bit complicated but it can be done um with consultation with uh with some experts in the field excellent uh
0: we have a question here it's off the topic um, yeah. You want to go to it? or Yeah,
2: we'll go to that question, inshallah. If there are any brothers or sisters with any questions, we don't have much time left in the program in any case. Uh, we'll take this question Can we make dua and sujood in another language besides the Arabic language? For example, in English, in every single prayer, fard or sunnah, hal yajuzu lil insan, an yadu fi sujoodihi bilugatin gayran lugatil arabiyyah. مثلا باللغة الإنجليزية في كل صلاة في, في الصلوات في المفروضة أو المسنونة
1: يعني حقيقة أنا لم يعني أطلع على فتوى يعني للعلماء يعني في هذه في خصوص هذه المسألة في خصوص هذه المسألة نحن نقول إذا يعني إذا كان يستطيع الإنسان أن يدعو باللغة العربية فاليدعو لكن لا استطيع ان ازم انه لا يجز باللغة اخرى ربما تحتاج المساله الى بحث أه كان أه كاني مررت لي, لي يعني او يعني اذكر لي اني قرات لاحد المشايخ او العلماء انه يجوز ذلك لكن نحتاج الى ان نتثبت من هذا ان شاء الله ربما في حلقه قادمة Uh, Uh, The
2: Sheikh said that um, um, he hasn't read any specific fatwa uh, about this or that he can remember. Um, From what he does remember from one of the mashaykh when he was asked that it was allowed, but the Sheikh said, I will confirm that and then inshallah will answer that question.
0: Uh, Sheikh, uh, regarding uh, the night prayers in the last ten nights, uh, can a person half his prayers? Uh, some people now what they're doing—they're praying a bit in the first tarwih and a bit uh, in the in the
1: nightly qiyam, as they've been calling it—is that allowed? نعم <laughs> أدعى إلى أن يكون يعني أنشط له حتى لا تسأم النفس يعني لا بأس بذلك لا بأس بذلك لكن نقول من أراد أن يفعل ذلك إنه يترك يترك صلاة الوتر إلى آخر صلاته يعني اجعلوا آخر صلاتكم بالليل وتر فمن نوى ذلك فلا يوتر في بداية الليل وانما يؤخر الوتر الى اخر الليل الى اخر الى اخر صلاته طيب كيف يصنع اذا كان يصلي مع الامام في التراويح اذا كان يصلي مع الامام ونوى ان يزيد يعني بعد سلام الامام نقول له ان يشفع تلك الركعه ان, يز أن يضيف اليها ركعه اخرى no. Uh, the sheikh
2: he answered the question is that uh, there's no harm in praying uh, the night prayers in the beginning of the night which is the taraweeh and then praying at the end of the night the qiyam and this is sometimes maybe something better so that a person doesn't um uh, get bored or get tired of the prayers and person uh, prays with uh, a lot more enthusiasm. But it is better for a person to leave the witr until the end of the night. So now we're stuck in a situation if we're praying tarawih in the masjid and the imam is praying the witr. Uh, the sheikh says that a person should in- make the intention to pray an even number, and so get uh, so gets up and completes an extra raka after the witr. To make it even, and then praise at the, end of the night. قدم لكم هذا البرنامج
0: من إذاعة البيان من سيدني صوت أهل السنة والجماعة.